Multiple Myeloma Hub podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Multiple Myeloma Hub podcast. Today, we'll be speaking to Elizabeth O'Donnell from Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, US. Hi, this is Betsy O'Donnell, and I will be discussing the optimal treatment for bone lesions, including patients with renal insufficiency in multiple myeloma. Uh, It's a pleasure to be able to talk on this very important subject. As we know, bone-directed therapy is a very important component of multiple myeloma therapy. It is recommended that a uh, bone-directed therapy be initiated concurrently with anti-myeloma therapy. Uh, based on the results of the myeloma 9 trial in which zoledronic acid was compared with chlorindronic acid, there was a suggestion that there's anti-tumor activity, in fact, uh, to using bone-directed therapy. Most recently, uh, there was a comparison of zoledronic acid with denosumab. This was a large phase 3 double-blind, double-dummy study that was conducted internationally. It was a non-inferiority study that showed that denosumab was non-inferior to zoledronic acid in delaying time to first skeletal-related events. This culminated in the FDA approval of denosumab for the treatment of multiple myeloma. This is an important uh, therapy, denosumab, uh, in the treatment of multiple myeloma, as it uh, is not toxic uh, or is not renally cleared and uh, both safe and effective in patients uh, with compromised renal function. Zoledronic acid is also a very effective bone-directed therapy and has historically been the standard of care. There are some differences in the route of administration. Zoledronic acid is given intravenously. It is often recommended that it is given with fluids uh, for patients with multiple myeloma. It can be nephrotoxic, uh, and it is not advised that this medicine be administered for patients with a creatinine clearance less than 30. Um, The problem is that many multiple myeloma patients at some point in their disease course do have renal uh, dysfunction up to 60%. We also know that up to 90% of patients have osteolytic bone lesions. So there's a niche that needs to be addressed, and that's patients with multiple myeloma who have a creatinine clearance less than 30. Uh, This year at ASCO, I'll be presenting uh, a small in-progress study that we are doing. It is a phase two single-arm study of denosumab in multiple myeloma patients with renal insufficiency. As noted, up to 90% of patients will have um, bone lesions in the course of multiple myeloma and about 60% uh, renal dysfunction at some point. There's an unmet need uh, for bone-directed therapy in patients with a creatinine clearance less than 30 or those myeloma patients on hemodialysis um, for whom bisphosphonate therapy has traditionally been contraindicated. Uh, In our study, we administered denosumab subcutaneously uh, every four weeks for a total of 12 cycles. Uh, The primary endpoint was to look at the percent change of serum CTX levels in myeloma patients with renal insufficiency uh, given at this dose. We also looked at the adverse events that were potentially related to denosumab, specifically the incidence of hypocalcemia and osteonecrosis of the jaw were important considerations in our evaluation. This study is unique in that we included both newly diagnosed and relapsed refractory myeloma patients. To be eligible for this study, you had to have a creatinine clearance less than 30 um, and to have at baseline uh, adequate calcium levels. 
So far, we've enrolled 20 patients of a plan, 40 patients, 10 patients have completed or on tack to complete. Uh, 10 patients have come off study, two came off prior to actually receiving therapy, uh, three patients withdrew consent, uh, two were taken off at the discretion of their doctors, one did have to be removed for osteonecrosis of the jaw, uh, and uh, one rapidly progressed and the other moved. Um, it is noteworthy uh, that the numbers were about even, 45% were newly diagnosed, 55% were relapsed refractory. Uh, these patients, 75% had ISS stage three disease at diagnosis, um, so advanced disease. The median age at diagnosis was 67. We were pretty balanced between men and women. Uh, of note, of these patients who had a creatinine clearance less uh, than 36, of those patients, six of the 20 were receiving hemodialysis. And as we mentioned, we were very concerned or very interested in studying uh, treatment-related toxicity. What we did see was about 39%, uh, seven out of 18 evaluable subjects did have hypocalcemia of any grade. Um, and uh, four of those patients, which is 22%, uh, had grade three uh, or higher. 11% of patients, uh, which is two patients, had osteonecrosis of the jaw. When we dug a little deeper and looked at hypocalcemia uh, events by subject, uh, three out of the six uh, hemodialysis patients had at least one episode of hypocalcemia, and four out of 12 non-dialysis patients had at least one episode, which meant that five out of seven patients had multiple episodes of hypocalcemia. When we looked at our endpoint, uh, which was serum CTX level, uh, we looked after just one cycle for this analysis, and there was a uh, median percent change of 78.65% between cycle one and cycle two. So far, uh, this investigation suggests that we can uh, safely treat patients with uh, renal insufficiency with denosumab, recognizing uh, that they need aggressive prophylactic calcium uh, and monitoring that closely throughout the denosumab administration. Um, in terms of the use of bone-directed therapy and multiple myeloma, I think it is an integral part of myeloma care. It is important for our patients to receive bone-directed therapy, both for the treatment and prevention of further skeletal-related disease. Um, in terms of patients with renal insufficiency, specifically a creatinine clearance less than 30, my preference uh, and the purpose of this investigation uh, is to use denosumab. Zolindronic acid may not be administered in patients with a creatinine clearance less than 30. Um, one of the advantages of denosumab is that it is a subcutaneous injection, uh, which is a uh, relatively fast and safe administration route, which would favor uh, this uh, therapy in patients with renal insufficiency. This trial is ongoing and will continue to follow long-term and safety efficacy analysis and look forward to having more details uh, about the use of this medication in this um, vulnerable population.